biggest problems are, you know what they are, Charlotte, and with her cancer, that father, we want to lift, you know, her up to you. And also, that, that young lady has sugar diabetes, so that, not having trouble with test negative and, and have to recover their father. And there's others up that I failed to mention their father because my memory's not all that great. But you know who they are, Father. You know, you just put your hand on them. Take care of them, Father. And also, we need to pray for this weekend coming up. It's our anniversary, Father. Amen. And also be with Brother Trenton as he gives a message tonight. And be with the church and congregation. And keep us all safe from that virus still. When we join in fellowship Amen. this coming weekend, Father, this Sunday, to worship. And thank you so much again for keeping that virus away from all of us. That's a serious thing. And be with this election coming up, Father. There's one president that's for abortion. There's one that's against it. And we will vote our conscience, Father, on that, Father. And let the right one win, Father. And, Father, also, I just want to lift up our church here, Father. Amen. And 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 help us build up, you know, more people to come here to this congregation, Father, listening to you, the word. There's so much ignorance out there towards the Bible there, Father, and the way things are going, Father. They if they just come here, Father, they know, you know, what what's going on, Father. And and help us build our membership up here, Father and help them to know the word about your son, Jesus Christ, and accept it, Father. And also, Father, again, I want to thank you for all that you've done. And please forgive me of my sins and George Jones, where this prayer can be heard. For it's all in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Exodus chapter 21. Exodus chapter 21. 25, I said 21, 25, maybe I'll get there. Uh, we've been talking about, if you are, uh, if you have the notes, we're going to be on the third page there on number five. We've talked about, if you if you want to look at those, on the first page you have the brazen altar, which is a representation, if you want to write down things, that's fine. Uh, brazen altar is a picture of Calvary. And uh, what would take place at the brazen altar was the sacrifices as you were entering into the tabernacle. Outside of the tabernacle was the brazen altar. And number two, the laver. The laver was the place where they were to wash their hands. The laver was the place where they were to, to get right, basically, uh, to make sure that they were clean before they entered into the holy place. Now, this happened... if. Also, on the back page of the fourth page, you will find the description of how the, uh, the tabernacle was set up, just so you understand kind of what, what took place there. So you have the brazen altar, and you have the laver that was outside of the tabernacle as you was to enter in. Number three, as you entered into the tabernacle, which is what we would call the holy place, as they entered into the holy place, there were three... Um, Three things of furniture. Number one, or number three tonight, is the table of showbread. 
the table of showbread was in the in that uh, in the holy place, and it and on the table of showbread there were twelve loaves of bread that was to feed the uh, the Levites as they were coming in there. The Levites was the tribe uh, that was in charge of taking care of the tabernacle there, and on this is the the, the table of showbread is a picture of the word of God being the bread of life. Jesus is the bread of life. And uh, that being the picture of the word of God. And then number, number four is the altar of incense that was also in the holy place. And that altar of incense was a picture of prayer. It is a picture of prayer. This altar of incense, there was only one way to to make this altar. And you'll read in Exodus chapter 30. There was a specific way to burn incense upon there. There was not supposed to be a strange incense that was taken on there. It was specifically for uh, something towards God. A, a incense burnt to God. Sacrifices were not meant to be on that uh, altar of incense. The only thing that was to take place on that altar was the altar of incense. And, uh, and you'll notice there, it is also to notice as well, that the altar of incense was never meant to replace the brazen altar. What's the brazen altar a picture of? Calvary. And so this incense is never, was never there to replace Calvary. Are there any, picture, are there any questions before we move forward on to tonight's lesson? Number five, any questions? Please don't hesitate to ask if you do have any. All right? So also in the holy place, number five, is the lamp stand or the, 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 the uh, candlestick. In Exodus chapter 25 and verse number 31, you've got your Bible there, Exodus 25 and verse 31 the Bible says, And thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold, of beaten work. Shall the candlestick be made? His shaft and his branches, his bowls, his knobs, and his flowers shall be of the same. And six branches shall come out of the sides of it. Three branches of the candlestick out on one side. And three branches on the of the candlestick on the other side. Out of the other side. Three bowls made like unto almonds with a knob and a flower in a branch and three bowls made like an almond in the other branch with a knob and a flower so that in the six branches that come out of the candlestick and in the candlestick shall be four bowls made like unto almonds with their knobs and their flowers. You, know, you say, well, that's kind of confusing. If you will take your your paper that you have there and flip it over, it kind of explains it a little bit on what it looks like or kind of gives a little bit of description there on the last page of what it might look like on the lampstand there. So we have in the holy place, we have the word of God. We have the, the altar of incense being a picture of uh, of prayer. So, what is the what is the lamp stand for? What is the what is the picture here? This light, this candlestick was supposed to be burned. 
This candlestick was supposed to be always burning there. Uh, so what does it mean to us? Uh, what is it? How does it? How do we? What is the picture that we see here tonight? It is not a picture of the light of the world. The Bible talks about the Christian is the light of the world. You say, how do you know that it's not that picture? Because it is on the inside of the tabernacle. It is not on the outside of the tabernacle. You, it was on the inside of the tabernacle. So who saw the candlelight? Who saw the candlestick? Who saw the lampstand? The priests were the only ones to. The high priest was able to, and the regular priests were able to see that lampstand. So you say, well, how in the world, what is it a picture of? It is a picture of the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy, the Holy Spirit was sent to comfort us. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 1 Peter chapter, Romans 8 and verse number 9, he says that, uh, that it is the Spirit of Christ. 1 Peter 1 and verse 11, he said it's the Spirit of Christ. Who is the Spirit of Christ? Who's the Spirit of Christ? The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. What was he sent to do? What was he sent here on this earth to do? It, yes. To comfort us. To when comfort Jesus, us. When Jesus leaves, he sent a comforter down. To That's exactly what Jesus said. He said, I'm going to leave and I'll send a comforter. Now you say, why? And the reason it's important for us to understand this is because the Bible says in John chapter 16, John, if you want to turn over there, you're welcome to. John, I'll give you a second to get over there. Jesus left us the comforter that he might comfort us, that he might help us, that he might direct us. Uh, and this is what is important, that he is the light. He helps illuminate things in our life. Have you ever been in a service and the Holy Spirit of God spoke to you and you said, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. Who was that talking to you? Holy Who was that illuminating that to you? Jesus. It was the Holy Spirit of God. Spirit. Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, was ministering to you, illuminating what needed to be done in your life. The Bible says in John chapter 16 and verse 13, he said, how be it when the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he shall show you things to come. So what was the Holy Ghost to do? He was to comfort us, and he was to guide us into all truth. And so what does, what does a light do? It illuminates what's in the room. Right. It brightens what's in the room. So who helps us to understand the showbread? Who helps us to understand the word of God? Holy the Holy Spirit does. Who helps us to pray? Holy the Holy Spirit. Spirit does. And it's just like that in our life. He helps us with the study of God's word, which is the table of showbread. And he helps us to pray. And so it is important that we have the Holy Spirit in our life illuminating the things in which we need to do. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that we are to be filled with the Spirit. How is that possible? Well, the Spirit is Jesus Christ coming down, uh, you know, with His Spirit to enlighten us, to guide us, mm -hmm. to direct us. And uh, His Spirit, even though He's not physically here like He was, His Spirit is down here yes. in us, in our heart, right. in our body. To guide us right and to comfort us when we have hard times. Right. I mean, he's in, in us where, where we can pray to him and talk to him. And, and we have that spirit to do this. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a spirit to talk to him or want to talk to him even or even know about him. Yep. Even right. consider him. Right. Well, see, like you said, it, he lives inside of us. When I go through a storm, when I go through... Uh, some difficulty in my life, how can I have peace in the middle of all of that? Mm -hmm. Who's given me that peace? It's that peace that passeth all understanding. Who is that peace? Who has given me that peace? Holy it's God. the Holy Ghost that lives in me. So not only do I have that within me, but I also need to make sure that I'm filled with the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that it can be said that many times... Uh, when you go to a supper table and uh, you fill up, I'm full to the brim. I can't put no more in, right? That's right. Is there, you know, and, and so what is that? What do you mean, Brother Trent? I mean this. Bible says to be filled with the Spirit of God. So I need to allow the Holy Spirit of God into every area of my life. If I've ever been to your home, you have allowed me to come into your house where you've allowed me to. Son. I may have, if I was to, you come in my house, I'd let you be in my living room, and you've sat there in my living room, so are you in my house? I've come in your house. But do you know what? I may have let you in my living room, but I didn't take you back to the back bedroom, did I? No. And see, what happens is, is we allow the Lord in our hearts to save us, but we don't allow him into every room in our house, you know? And so what happens is, is we open that door to allow the Holy Spirit in, but we don't allow him to be in every part of our life. How can I understand God's word? How can I pray? How can I really walk with God? It's the assistance of the Holy Spirit of God that helps me to be that way. Did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you was raising your hand back there. Huh? Oh, okay. I thought you was sorry. But it's important once you. I, I really wasn't trying to call you down. I thought you. I thought you was going to say something. Uh, but it's important when you're filled with the Holy Spirit of God, you allow Him to take every part. Your hands, your feet, your eyes, your ears, every part. You know what? What does He want me to do? The Bible says, uh, Romans 8, 26, he says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray. You ever been there? You don't know what to pray? For as we ought, but the watch, the Bible says, But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us 
with groanings which cannot be uttered. What does that mean? That means when you need to pray and you want to pray and you just don't know what to say, but you're just saying, Help! The Holy Spirit is an intercessor for us and He takes our groanings and He takes the, the things we don't know what to say and He straightens them out and goes to God for us. That's what the Spirit does for us. And what that represents on the inside of the holy place is the Holy Spirit of God. We need the Holy Spirit to intercess for us. Because sometimes there are sometimes I don't know how to pray. You know? How I, I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. The Holy Spirit allows, takes it and straightens it out and sends it up. Any questions?
The measurements thereof are uh, 45 inches long, 27 inches wide, and 27 inches tall or high. Interesting enough, that's where they would sprinkle the blood on that mercy seat. What was inside the Ark of the Covenant? Does anybody know? Ten Commandments. Yep. And also uh, Moses' staff, wasn't it? Aaron's rod. Uh, Aaron's rod, yeah. Mm -hmm. Man. And man. That's right. And man. There were three things inside, and you'll see, how do you know that? Hebrews chapter 9 and verse number 3. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, or what we would call, some, some I, I've called it just a moment ago, holiest of holies, which had the golden censer and the Ark of the Covenant overlaid with gold, about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna, and Aaron's rod that had budded, and the tables of the covenant. So there it said, the Ark of the Covenant and these three items were in it. And this and are in it. Uh, they cannot find the Ark of the Covenant. There is no, uh, there's not a place where that exists today. I know that there's been people who have searched for it. Uh, it is not, many people would have you to believe that it's in one place or another, but as far as biblically speaking, I cannot tell you where it is because the Bible doesn't, from what I understand, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly where it is at. But this was the place. This was where God dwelt. Now, inside the Ark of the Covenant, those three items that are there, those, those are why. Why those three items? Why those specific things? Uh, there's three items inside the Ark, the tables of the wall or the tables of the covenant. It speaks of, of the obedience of God. These, these items, it speaks of the obedience of God, the tables of law. Why, why the law? Because the Bible says in Psalms 40, verse 8, I delight to do thy will. Oh my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. I delight to who did the will of God? Who did the law of God when he came down to this earth? Jesus did every bit of it. So not only do we see that it speaks of the obedience of God, but the manna, what is the manna? The manna speaks of the bread of life. Who's the bread of life? Christ is the bread of life. John 6 and verse number 32. I'm not going to preach too much on this point because it's Sunday's message. But then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. And for the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore, give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Jesus is the bread of life. He is the one that can cure the hunger and the thirst. As he said in John 4, he, was the, he is the living water. So he is the bread of life. It speaks of the obedience of Christ. It speaks of the bread of life being Jesus Christ. And then lastly, uh, or, uh, um, as far as the contents go, uh, Aaron's rod. What's the Aaron's rod represent? It represents or speaks of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Up from the grave he arose like a mighty triumph over his foes. Uh, Aaron's rod that budded. All right. Uh, then we see also that is a communion time. 
a communion time around the Ark of, Ark of the Covenant. The cherubims, uh, Exodus 25, verse 20. And the cherubim shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat with their wings. And their faces shall look one to another. Towards the mercy seat shall the faces be of the cherubim's feet. As, as, they, as those priests would walk in there, the, the, the priest that was to sprinkle the blood on that mercy seat, can you imagine uh, walking into the presence of God? And I, I know that there's been times I've felt the presence of the Lord and Him moving, but as they opened that curtain and they walked behind that curtain, they had to make sure that they were clean. Those priests had a job to do. Those priests had... A job to do, and that was to take that back there. If you look at the priest that had their job, uh, what was the job of the priest? These these priests, they had a job to do. These priests were to keep charge of the whole congregation before the tabernacle and do the service of the tabernacle. That's what the priest's jobs were. There were times when priests would walk behind that curtain walk behind that place to the holiest of holies and die because they weren't prepared to be in the presence of God. Leviticus chapter 10 and verse number, verse number 1. Nahab and Abihu, they were the sons of Aaron. They took, the either, uh, they took either of them his censer and put fire therein and the incense thereon and offered a strange fire before God which he commanded them not to do. Verse number two, and there went, the went out fire from the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord. There they died because they offered a strange fire before God. It wasn't the fire that God had intended for them to burn. It was the fire that they wanted to burn. It was the fire that they thought was, was appropriate, but it wasn't the fire that God intended. Those were the priests. God gave them that. God gave the Levites that job, the tribal Levi. And then God replaced the tribal Levi and allowed 12 tribes of Israel to fulfill the promise in which he gave to Jacob was the two sons to make 12 tribes of Israel. You see, the two there was two different, there were two different priests. There was the priest that was a regular priest who would just go into the holies, the, the holy place, and then there was the high priest that would take the sacrifice, that would take the blood, I'm sorry, back to the holiest of holies. And that's when he would sprinkle the blood on that sacrifice. But, or, I'm sorry, on the Ark of the Covenant, sorry. Mm -hmm. Hebrews, Hebrews 7 tells us that, that uh, I'll read it to you. Wherefore, he is able also, Hebrews 7, 25, he is also able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them, for such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Who was that high priest that was made, who was made holy and harmless and undefiled and separate from sinners and made higher than the heavens? Who was that high priest? That was Jesus. And when he came to this earth, he, he allowed, he allowed us to go beyond that, that veil so that you and I can have access to God. We do not have to go to a man to speak to God. That is, that is something we do not have to do. It doesn't have to happen. We can go straight to God. 
this point and this time, they did go through a priest to offer their sacrifice, but they didn't have to go through the priest to talk to God. Even then, they didn't have to. Even then. Any questions? Any comments? A couple more things and then I'm done. Uh, uh, we see the priest. We see uh, there were two divisions of priests. And then there was the duties of the priest. What was the duties of the priest? Duties of the priest were to carry the tabernacle. They were to take care of the sacrifices. They were to keep the lamp in the holy place lit at all times. They were partaking of the bread, of the showbread. They had incense. They had to burn incense on the altar of incense. They sprinkled blood on the mercy seat. And they carried the furniture. They carried the furniture. If you will notice that every piece of furniture, and I've said this a couple times as we went through this study, that Every piece of furniture had rings on it, had little rings where they would stick staves in them or pieces of wood or rods, and they'd be able to carry the pieces of furniture. That each piece of furniture was covered so that no one could see it, and it wouldn't collect dust as they traveled down the road, and it was to be protected. And these priests were to carry the furniture the way that God intended for the furniture to be there. They were to carry it God's way. They decided there was a time period in 2 Samuel. They decided that they wanted to carry the Ark of the Covenant their way. And decided they would put it on a cart instead of carrying it with rods. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells us that when they did that in 2 Samuel chapter 6, that they came to a place where they put it on this cart and they were pushing it down the way. And the Bible says, let's see if I can find the, uh, in verse number in verse number 7, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah because of his error of putting it on the cart. The Ark of the Covenant was about to fall, and he reached up there to touch it, to keep it from falling. The Bible says in verse number 7, And there he died by the Ark of the Covenant. God had a specific way that he wanted his stuff treated. There was a specific way that they were to carry it. There was a specific way for them to build it. There was a specific way for them to go into that Holy of Holies. They were not allowed to go in there unless they had been clean. I mean, all the, all the things that took place for them to enter into the tabernacle, it was for a specific purpose, to get close to God, to be able to get in God's presence. Hmm. To be honest with you, it is very convicting to read these things and see how often we treat God. Yeah, no big deal. It's not that important. Praying, going to God's house, it's not that big of a deal. And the last thing the priests were told to do, and this has not changed, the job of the priest. In Leviticus chapter 10, verse number 10, he said that you may put difference between unholy and unholy and between unclean and clean, and that you teach the children of Israel all the statutes which the Lord has spoken unto them by the hand of Moses. What's the job of the priest back then? Was to teach all of the statutes of God. Every word. Every word. 
every word. What's my job? It's to teach. Preach the word of God. The Bible says, preach the word of God. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove and rebuke and exhort with all longsuffering. So the job of the priest has not changed. The job of the priest back then at that point was to make sure the tabernacle was ready. And that's where they met with God. But ultimately, you, our body, is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I do not think that we treat it the way that God treated his tabernacle. If I was to be honest with you. Because God treated his tabernacle a lot better than the way that we treat our temple. Amen. Anybody have any questions or comments? Very good, Amen. I learned a lot. Amen. No, we can't. We can't. And, and that's the, and even at that, Miss Joyce, if you look at that, when those men would go um, into the holy place and into the holy of holies, they weren't expected to be perfect. They were just expected to be clean. You know, uh, be right. I think it's the same principle that we take when we pray. Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God won't hear me. What does that mean? That means if my heart is dirty, guess what's not going to happen when I pray? He's not going to hear me. And back then, your heart was dirty and you tried to enter in that holy place, you died. You died. They'd pull them out, put a string on their foot or something like that, and had little bells where they would or pomegranates or whatever it was that they put on their, their ankles or the ring while they was moving around in there. And if they stopped ringing, they knew that they were dead, so they had to pull them out because they weren't allowed to go into the Holy of Holies. Only the high priests were allowed to go in there, you know. And there's so many things that we approach, and I don't think that we approach it with that severity, with the, I don't know if it would be the right word, in, no, I don't know if integrity would be the right word. Sincerity. How about that? Probably a better word. The sincerity in which they would go to God to pray compared to the sincerity in which we use when we pray or even go to God's house. Or, and let's go talk. Amen. It's convicting. And, and again, I even say it's just convicting how I treat my body too. This is my temple. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> what would God say? You better vacuum that up, boy. You better get that out of here. Right? Yeah. Amen. All right. Any thoughts? Questions? All right. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for everyone that's here. Thank you for everyone that uh, would listen.